You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, we left you with a little bit of a cliffhanger there on the Browns coming back. And we all know the learners got the bid, but there were other groups out there. Um, Daryl, the what if I have is if what if the Dolans would have bought the Browns? I don't know. I don't know if they would have had the operating capital to run the franchise. Early on, I think it might have been Art Model 2.0 because, like, the one of the biggest problems with the Indian slash Guardians that fans complain about is that they work within their budgetary constraints. That they they run it like a, a family business. Now, they run it exceptionally well as a family business, and they they have stability. They step out of the way and allow people to do their jobs. The people that they hire are very good at their jobs. Um, I just, I wonder if they could have had the financial wherewithal early on to operate the franchise at the level it needs. Because Al Lerner spared no expense. Right. Haslam's have never spared any expense whatsoever. So we can talk about the results on the field all we want, but the bottom line is is both of those ownership groups for the Browns spent what was what they felt was requested or required to try and be competitive and I don't know that the Dolans would have had the ability to do that. See, I think it would have been a little bit different because I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong because I think this is right. It was Larry and Charles Dolan together yeah i don't i don't remember those so let's just say they were together unlike how they run the indians you know paul's running the indians his side of the family ran the indians they have nothing to do with msg 
Um, yeah, but the Knicks are a cluster, you know. Oh, right? I know, and that's you know that's like the crazy part of it. It was it's almost like if you had all the, the Knicks money, are the Browns of the, of the NBA. <laughs> Let's be honest about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I I just think if they had the money together, and they let Larry run the um the operation, Larry and Paul run the operation. They would have had stability, which would uh, yeah, it would have been. I just think it would have been a better situation for us. Now again, I don't know what you would have got out of the New York Dolans, you know, and that that's the problem. And you brought it up with MSG and the mix and uh, the Knicks, sorry, and you know, having an owner that wants to go off and sing and yell at people who are yelling at him while he's singing. But um, you know, I, I look at it was I, I wish or kick I out wish, Hall of Famers from the arena and banish them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was another brilliant move. Um, I wish they are. I still wonder what it would have been like if the the great what if I think is if the Dolans got the Browns and the learners took over the Indians. Well, this leads into the what if Chris Palmer never referred to the 2000 season as a runaway train, which ultimately led Carmen policy to freak the you know what out. Right. And him packing. And go get Butch Teeny Tiny Fracture of a Nile Weight Bearing Bone, Butch Davis. But Butch was the only guy to get him to the playoffs. That's the scary thing prior to you know last year. And then I mean, what Butch happened? Had after, and then what happened after the playoff season? They well, then, got the salary the cap hell and everything went to you know what. <laughs> yeah, well, there was that problem. And um, they didn't recover since. My no. contention is that Chris Palmer had it right. Because a lot of what Butch Davis inherited was kind of built by Chris Palmer. And granted, Butch brought in his own quarterbacks and whatnot, but I think that Palmer had the right idea. And because that kind of, that, that, I think that quote freaked Carmen policy out. Because again, Carmen came in thinking, hey, we're going to just, you know, we're going to do what the Jaguars and Panthers did and we're going to make the playoffs early on and this is going to be easy and and whatnot. And, um, you know, Palmer looked at it as a four to five year plan for putting a team together. And what happened in year four, the Cleveland Browns made the playoffs at nine and seven. Thank you, Run William Run. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I, I the, the what if there, though, I still, I mean, what if they would have just stayed with Chris? You're right. I, I think they would have had more success. Don't you? Yeah, I hundred percent think yeah. they had more success. And uh, yeah. so I wonder why Carmen just freaked out on that. And well, by the way, he also he also picked a really bad GM. Yeah, I mean his expectations his his expectations uh, you know were so off. And and remember they had a they had such a hard time. Like it was like so many Browns coaching searches. Like Chris Palmer was, was like the twentieth guy on the list. Remember that. Yeah, yeah we went through that twice, right? Yeah. Mike Pettin was the same way. Mm -hmm. All right, what if Dennis Northcutt catches that third down pass in the AFC wildcard game against the Steelers in January of 2003, speaking to the Brownies in the playoffs? Uh, if he does, the Browns go on to win uh, the next three Super Bowls. That, I, I guarantee you, that would have happened. Wow. They would have won the next three Super Bowls. And who who is the quarter, who would be the quarterback, Tim Couch or Kelly Holcomb? Uh, Tim Couch. remember – Tim Couch got hurt. Kelly yeah, Holcomb been started that game, and that's what uh, again that yeah. that whole situation teed off the spinning of the quarterback carousel in Cleveland. You know what's crazy about that? That was that might have been one of the wildest forty-eight hour periods in Cleveland, Columbus, Ohio State Browns history. Right? Ohio State wins the national championship right before that because I remember I was in 
I was Glendale. in Glendale. Yeah, I was in Glendale for that. And man, it was just, and I was there as a fan. It was so fantastic to sit in the stands, not have to work. I sat there with my brother-in-law and I just remember not wanting to leave the stadium because finally the team that I had rooted for my whole life had won a championship in my lifetime. I remember being on the couch sick as a dog for that game. And so I was laying on the couch in my apartment. I watched the game and Ohio State won. And I laid there. I didn't know how to react. I was like, Ohio State won won the national championship. What the hell do I do now? What do I do? (laughs) (laughs) We got to run to the sporting goods store and buy as much memorabilia as we possibly can because we think this is never going to happen again. So remember, that was just such a crazy. Yeah, it was. And and I remember watching the game with like uh, everybody in in Cleveland and Columbus media that was at the at the Ohio State game. We're like, oh my god, the Browns are going to do this, man! Look how good they look. That are you kidding? They're going to win this game. And then second half. Yep. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And this, this, the last one, what if of this particular podcast, and we're going to continue oh. this uh, in, in uh, our podcast later this week. Um, this is another biggie. What if the Browns drafted Ben Roethlisberger Instead of Kellen Winslow Jr. in 2004. Wow, we would have been good. I, you know, the, the vision I have now is that I don't know who the third wide receiver was, but when you think about it, in that era, uh, you had Joe Jaravicious, Braylon Edwards, and Kellen together, and I thought they were the best threesome we've had as any. Could you imagine Ben having Joe Jaravicious and having Braylon Edwards to be able to throw to? And I don't know, Ben. <laughs> Ben just made us eat it his entire career. The good thing is, and I, I read this on social media, um, the last playoff game ever at Heinz Field was won by the Browns. So that's all that really matters. If you want to look at it from Browns' <laughs> skewed history. Yeah, Heinz, Heinz Field. What, what What's the new name of it, by the way? Accusure? No yeah, something like Accusure? that. Accusure? Yeah. I, I, whatever. Yeah. That's so, a good tidbit, though. The Browns won the last playoff game at Heinz Field. That's and, right. And Roethlisberger lost his last. No, he didn't. They because he they they won. Did, did, did. last home home last home playoff so. home playoff game. I don't know what 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 if Roethlisberger would have been drafted by the Browns. What if? You I tell me. I think that he would have gone on to have the same Hall of Fame career, and the Browns would have ended up winning a at least one Super Bowl. And we would not have seen 30 damn starting quarterbacks since 1999. And we would not have had a different starting quarterback in week one every damn year, too. Daryl, I've already looked ahead of the topics for our next podcast. <laughs> I, am la- I am laughing at some I've of these got, topics. I, I've, I've got some one. doozies here. I, I've come up with some doozies. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the first half of What If, wait till you hear Part two, revenge of what if? No, just straight up, what if part two? And we're going to do that uh, on the next episode, which should drop on Thursday. Uh, you want to talk about this? Has been fun. I'm enjoying this, and I can't wait. We're not. We're only halfway through. This is awesome. Well done, Daryl. Well done. All right. If you enjoy the show, why don't you uh, why don't you subscribe to the show? We'd love to have you. Give us a bunch of stars if you can. 
Uh, and we really do appreciate everybody who's been listening. And it's been fun, man. I can't tell you the response we've had from the podcast so far. And it's just, as Daryl and I have both said before, it's a, it's just a different world for us just because it's so relaxed and so much fun. And there's just like zero pressure. And we love hearing from you as well. So, all right, Daryl, you want a final thought on this one or just let's get to the next one? Let's get to the next one. I have dipped into the bag of, um, we're going to call it the WTF bag. Because that's, oh, okay. that, that's what we're getting into now. We're going from th- th- this episode was kind of like the heartbreak bag. And now we're going to, the next what if is basically the WTF bag. Okay. There's a lot of WTF in this next episode. So you, you'll you want to be hanging on pins and needles for it to drop Thursday morning. All right. So you're only a couple days away. Thank you for listening. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at GameDayCLE. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. For our producer, Meredith Kane. thanks again for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.